For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so we're playing around with some different things here today. I try to go live on my... Um, I try to, go, try to go live on my computer and it didn't work and we changed the setting up because you know me, I like to mix things up. So I get, I get a little antsy when I'm in the same place for very long. So we have a camera right there. We have a camera over there. We're streaming from multiple channels, but this is gonna be great. Um, I really, hold on real quick. I gotta do my normal thing real quick. We don't have the normal entrance music that we have. Good morning, Mr. Bryant, good to see you. Um, I really appreciate everybody that came on the last episode that we did about an hour ago. Um, but I, man, I gotta tell you, I'm really, really excited about this and I don't normally schedule two interviews. I try to avoid it because I wanna give people their chance to shine, but I'm a bozo and double scheduled this guy and our previous guest and I felt bad and so you were so graceful and and allowing me to push you back just a little bit and um, but I am really excited to have you here guys we randomly met over Christmas break and just why well, do you know the name of the place we we're just wait I was waiting for my friend that is a DJ to start playing I sit down him and I just start talking randomly, and he was blowing my mind. Good morning, Tia. Good morning, Catherine. Um, so this is exciting for me. Uh, but Purnell is now. I, I was. I'm glad I didn't call you Purnell. <laughs> but I, this guy has got an amazing story, and I, he was just perfect to have on the show. He's new to San Diego. Yeah. Um, then he's really, really dramatically changing lives. So. I'm really excited to have you here, man. I, I really am, and I thank you for your flexibility and the time and everything. Right, so, right, right. But welcome to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. I've been enjoying your show, man, I gotta say. I've been watching, I've been seeing the people that you're helping out, you know? I even watched before I came today. I love the setup, I think it's awesome, I think you're doing good things. Thanks, man. So, uh, yeah, feel free, continue on. I appreciate it. So the first things first, as everybody knows, what are you grateful for today? Today, I mean, the first one, that I think of that comes to mind when you say that is I woke up. So, I mean, that is that is the first thing I, I think. That's my first thing, the first thought in my mind. I woke up. So past that, every, the day is already off to a great start, right? Right. <laughs> it's already off to a great start. So, you know, that's my first thought when it comes to mind. Past that, if I had to elaborate what am I grateful for today, I would definitely say for the way that I was able to virtually single-handedly make this transition into San Diego. You know, I'm about one month and like four or five days, something like that. And I'm, I'm enjoying my time. You know, I know it's all gonna work out. It's just a matter of time. And I'm grateful for all the lessons that have came as a part of this transition. I know I heard a little bit about your transition coming from Oklahoma and then going to LA. So I thought that was interesting. And you know, there's just so much to look forward to. So that's what I'm grateful for all in one nutshell. I love it, man. So you're from Connecticut. Yes. What made you, because that's a long drive, and, yes. and, and it's a long ways from home. Yeah. Why, why California and why San Diego? What led you to move here? You know, <laughs> believe it or not, it's all when I lost my job. So 
Isn't that usually when all dramatic things happen, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had my first salary job. You know, I went. I had a girlfriend at the time. We went. We brought a home. You know, eventually that relationship broke off. Part of in the back of my head, I knew I wanted to go to California. I've never been to California. Um, I'm turning 27 in like two months. Wow. And I've never been to California. So last year, the relationship breaks off. I got this nice bill for a house that I'm paying by myself now. Oh. Then the salary job goes. So now you're hitting the fan, right? Oh. Now you're just like, I was like, I wasn't prepared for any of this. And <laughs> my dad came into town and he was like, I'm going to San Francisco. And I was just like, I don't have anything to do. I'm not going to work. So right. four days later, I literally brought a ticket and I was out. No, I was out. I brought a ticket the next night. And then I was out four days later. So four days later, after losing my job, I just said, I got nothing else to do. So <laughs> I just lost my job. I didn't really know what state of mind I was in. I just knew that I had to figure a lot of stuff out. I was like, whatever wow. it is, I'm not going back to work for another person. That's all I did know. I was like, right. listen, I'm not. There's no way that I just put this much time in, this such in my heart, you know, pulling in 92% of the sales for multiple locations, starting it, literally built the bathroom with my hands, you know built the equipment, everything that was in the facility. So for me to put that much time in it and for me to realize how much of a small chunk I actually was a part of, wow, it blew my mind. And so I think mentally I was just like, no, I will never work for another person ever again, ever, 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 ever. Whether I'm at the top or not, like there was no one above me. There was no, I couldn't go any higher. So it was just me and the owner. And then there was just everyone else that is either relevant close to that level or just my interns and my employees. And so I was like, no, I'm done with this. So oh my gosh, I booked out. <laughs> I was like, look, I went to San Francisco and it blew my mind. I knew pretty early that it wasn't going to be San Francisco, but I knew very even earlier than that, that uh, it's definitely California. Yeah. And so, you know, ironically, <laughs> I went out to the bar. Same way I had actually met you that night. We went to the DJ. I went out to the bar. <laughs> This girl who was from San Diego, she's just like, here's the difference. Yeah. So she lives in San Fran and San Diego and Washington. And I was just like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> but, um, you know, she's 24 years old and it blew my mind. I'm like, that's the, I just needed that inspiration to realize, yeah. like, yeah, somebody younger than me is out here balling more than me. And that was enough for me. Sure. I was like, I got to go make it. I'm not working for anyone else. She did the same thing. She came from Sacramento. She wasn't working for anybody. And she said, look, she had to make it. And I was like, I got to make it. Right? It's like, I got to make it. So um, I took three trips within six months to San Diego. Boom, 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 boom. $123, my man. When I left the first time, I had $123 in my pocket. And all I knew, I wrote it in my journal, was I'm going to live here. Somehow, three months later, I'm back in San Diego. I had a little more change because of I was like, I got to go make some change. Yeah. Came back again, set a higher goal, something that was like I've never touched in my bank account ever. I hit that, too, when I was like, we're out of here I'm gone. <laughs> I told my you know I was talking to my counterpart he said when you hit this number you right. leave you don't wait you don't look for a little extra nothing he said so I had the date set and I had the trajectory and it was like I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit and then it was like close to start pulling back I was like home run mother that was it <laughs> that was it so and then boom I was like and a year ago I was with my apprentice at the time and I said I'm going on tour he's like what you mean I was like I'm going on tour He's like, okay. And he didn't doubt it because it's just something that he knew about me. If I say something, I'm going to do it. Going on tour doing what? So I went on tour. I did what 
was my passion from the beginning. You know, I hopped into the fitness industry. I'm an exercise physiologist by trade. Became one on this World Council for Exercise Medicine Ambassadors. And then somebody paid for me to become a certified personal trainer down the line. So I was like, I'll take free, right? Um, you know, at one point I was working for the number one fitness in America. And so I'm like, if this is the number one and I saw the inside of the infrastructure and what's going on and I thought about how much more I knew that if I had the money to invest this stuff, right. I could blow this out of the park. So that's what I sat there, I looked at, I realized, and I was like, I was like, I got more. I got more in the tank, man. And so really more of what it is for me is personal development. I realized that it wasn't, you know, having 250 plus people that I was managing and this, this, that wasn't what it was about. You know, I'm just a leader naturally by trade, you know, right. it was just there from birth. It's innate. And I realized that I liked and enjoyed the platform to be able to spread a message. Right. So through the fitness and through everything I was doing in that realm, through my degree and et cetera, it was more about the platform and everyone wants to work out. Right. Okay. Right. Now I know this. This is what I'm an expert in. Right. The fitness world, exercise, physiology, science behind it, what happens in the mind, how to make these hormones click. That's that's my expertise. Right. And I was like, eventually I started pushing it away and I was like, but no, I got to keep that, but still do what I want to do. What was it? And it was personal development. You know, that's what it was. It was really getting people to transcend. And I really got into this pull the trigger mentality. And the same day I lost my job was the same day four shots went off. It was a 22. I'll never forget. I knew by the sound. And little did we know, right in between me and my roommate, who forced me to go out that night because he was like, what are you going to do? Go to work tomorrow? And again, I was like, I guess I'm not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so so he convinced me to come out. He's like, I'll pay for everything for the night. Don't worry about it. Like, this is what brothers are for. I said, okay, fine. You got me. Later that night, I'm actually, by the end of the night, I started having some fun. Like, by like midnight, like 1230, I started having some fun. How can you not? You're a VIP. You got all this stuff going, right? And then we leave the club. I'm starting to kind of crack a smile, but they didn't really want to show. And uh, four goes off. One guy in between, I'm talking arms leg between the both of us. He's down and... Like shot? Yes. My roommate goes into shock. What? I didn't, I didn't recognize that at first because my first instinct was, well, run. That's what we know, right? Run, take cover, then assess the situation. We'll figure it out later. So I come back. I realize my roommate's still standing there. What is going on with this guy? I'm like, I'm like shaking him and he's like... And he turns around, he looks, and I didn't see the guy at first. And right in between, arms length was this fella sitting there and he just kind of gushing out the mouth and I looked at him I was an EMT at one point in time uh, and, and I assessed the situation and I looked at the threat level and it's like look this situation is not safe I did I just went to innate like EMT train I said this is not safe I'm not able to help this man right now but I can't help this man who can walk right now so it was a matter of like I picked him up and we started to walk and that snapped him enough to like we started getting out um, and so that was really what started my entire mantra was pull a trigger and it took me some time and I really didn't develop this to recently and it was pull a trigger and you know like yesterday crap. <laughs> I kid you not and that's what it is it's like listen like you know we don't know how much time we have in this earth and no, no. I've had too many other instances that led up to this one last one where for me it was enough and I was right, like right. you know believe it or not Connecticut has five of the top ten most homicidal cities in the United mm. States of America in the whole nation Five. We have five. And it's, Connecticut. A and it's a little small place. And that's what's so ironic because everyone thinks that there's all this money there. Right. Right? That's the everyone thinks money, 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 but what comes with money? Poverty as well. The more True. wealth you have outside that little bubble, it's getting real. You know? Yeah. So that's what everyone always fails to realize. And for me, I seen enough and I was like, 
and eventually that pull the trigger came out and was like, I'm going on tour. I'm going to do nine major cities. Here are the cities I'm going to do. Charlotte, Atlanta, Austin. We went on, we did them. And I went into speaking engagements. I met other people that was on tour. One guy from Australia. So shout out to Ryan Boyles. He wow. did some amazing things. I met him in Australia. He hitchhiked with me up Austin into Round Rock. I had everything in my car that I moved with from Connecticut. And I didn't even have to leave anything because ever since like I said my girlfriend, we broke off yeah. after losing the house. I was just living wherever I was living. I was going from my mom's house oh my to an uncle's house to a friend's house to a cousin's house to another friend's house. And it was just this flurry because I was avoiding getting into a year lease because I knew what I wanted. And I was like, if I get in one now, I'm going to be past my date. So I had to do three months here, two months there, four months there. And I made sure that I didn't get into any commitments because I was like, I know if I do, I'm going to get lazy. I'm going to get complacent. I'm going to get mediocrity is going to set in yeah. and I'm not going to go. And I was like, I'm on a trajectory. I'm going to hit this out of the park. Just need a little more time. I need a little more patience from my fan base. Just give me some time, and I'm going to make this happen. And we did. And so that's how I moved across. That's what kind of set the events in a flurry, and I'm excited about it, man. Well, so, okay, the, that move to California, it's exhilarating um, because I had my own experience with it. And there's this, there's a respect for anyone that, and I went really quick, hold on, Diana, great to see you, Catherine, great to see you, Derek Daniels, what's up, Jason Ryan, Tyler, good to see you, Tanya, wonderful, she's also a San Diego native, Dom, my man, what's up, good to see you, Rachel, great to see you, uh, everyone watching, thank you so much, um, so that when people do, they take their journey, whether it's New York, because New York is, is another, it's a big right. move for people, especially from right. the Midwest, now, coming out to California, it is so expensive to live here. It is feast or famine. It is over the top, like, in the relentless nature of survival. Right. Now, LA is, it's like that. LA, you see the opportunities. Like, you, you realize that, oh my God, I can make my dreams come true here. But you've got to navigate a lot of sharks. Right. San Francisco, I don't know as much about, but I do know it's, an, it's a great city. It's an amazing city. Wonderful food. Love the people there. But San Diego, again, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always recruiting for San Diego. Yeah. But San Diego, it doesn't matter if you've been here for an hour, two weeks, two months, five months, 25 years, or you're a tourist. Yeah. It's all the same. You have the opportunities here. People want to collaborate right with away. you. Right away. People want to work with you. Right. I mean, if it, it our meeting, it was like, dude, <laughs> we got to link up and, and talk. <laughs> Pull like, the trigger. It, it just, but that is the vibe. It's not just me. Yeah, no. It's not, it's everybody. It's There's everyone a culture that that. here that's like, what's up, Carrie? Good to see you. How you doing, Carrie? Um, th so it's, it's amazing. So I commend you. Tell me what it's been like, because I, even, even with having all the support that you can have here. Yeah. There's, there's, there's got to be down moments, right? Yeah, my tire went flat two days ago, and I had to buy two tires. Put $150, you know, it. but that's part of the trajectory that I set. I understand yeah. that self-reliance is more important to me than who's going to help me. Right. I never not once looked at who's going to help me. I always looked at how can I help myself, and I try to keep in the back of my mind, like, if things ever did get dire... Do I have anyone to support? And personally, I do know that my mom and my dad, they will they will support it. It never had to come out this point. So if it comes, 
ever in my life, which I don't plan on it. Y'all better be there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love y'all. But um, <laughs> you know, it's never, it's never, it's never came not once in my life yet. So, yeah. but beyond that, like I know that they understand that they may not fully grasp what my dream is because I may not have, even as a leader, explained that to them. Sure. The way that I know I see it, because the reality is, is it's still, it's still growing, right? Like. I'm living it in the now. Right. Like I don't. Like I can. I know where I want to go. I can see it in my head. I'm not always able to describe it because I'm still learning. Like I'm. I'm sucking it all in. Like you know. There's a especially with the transition. That's going to be my first blog coming out on the first Wednesday of February. By the way, um, it's called Transition. It's the first vlog, and it's really going to be everything that it took. You know, we were on tour for three weeks, and we drove for 65 hours total. It's only a 48-hour drive if you go straight through. But, again, we were hitting nine cities, so it's kind of fun. And that same little coupe you saw out there, out front, packed up. Um, so, <laughs> packed up to the T. So, when I picked that guy up in Austin from Australia, it was awesome, man. He's 6'4", and he got his legs crossed, sitting on top of whatever he's on top of. So I don't know how he made it. But, again, you know, it was awesome because I would have been the same guy. Yeah. I knew I would have been the same guy, like, I'm on tour. You don't always know what's going to come. You just got to have an open mind, open heart. And, you know, I have a morning and a nighttime mantra. And it, and it speaks a lot on that. Like, you know, just have an open heart. Be receptive to others, you know, and, and be willing to experience a new culture. Just something new every day. So so what is more – so be, be, you, you're very passionate about fitness. Right. But you're also very passionate about breathing life into other people. Right. And I know that they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But what would you say, if you had to choose what you wanted to do? Right. Working with clients, helping them get in their optimal shape, or being on stage, sharing your story, inspiring other people, what would you choose? So, if it had to be a one-on-one, -on -one, it's gonna be being on stage, inspiring other people, because I know with that platform, I'm able to touch the world. And for me, it's always been about the world. It's never been about Connecticut, which is relatively small compared to the rest of the United States, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, You know, it. it's never been about California. Like, this is just a step. This is just a stage. I've known my whole life that I wanted to come here, yeah. but it's just a step where, in my mind, it's like, look, like, I've dominated the Eastern board. Like, I'm going up to San Francisco in two weeks, and we just pulled that trigger last night with one of my accountability partners. He's flying out of L.A., I'm flying out of San Diego, and we're going to be meeting up with Google partners and et cetera. So we're going to dominate this coast. And in my mind, we've done everything in the middle already. If I can take out the most, the powerhouse of the world, right? The United States of America. We could take out the powerhouse and build our influence, build our fortress here. There's not a single place in the world that we won't be able to dominate like that. Just water. Um, and I believe that. And San Diego is one of those hubs where there are a lot of foreigners here as well. So that's part of the strategy of where am I going? Why am I going there? And it's because that foreign presence, it's also going to be what really opens up many of these doors when I start my next tour going off in Europe. Yeah. And that's going to be in the, that's in the works right now, planning. So, you know, we're, it's going to be some big things. So it's definitely going to be being on that stage. When it all comes said and done, you know, a lot of what the Institute of Life is, it's an instrument. It's an instrument designed to take other people's dreams, other people's concepts, and turn it into a profitable reality. At the end of the day, I believe that if you're good at something, if you're great at something, if you're exceptional at it, you should make a lot of money off of it because no one can do it the way you can do it. And so we're just an instrument. Yeah. So there's going to be systems where the fitness is going to be a system. You click this button, you click this button, you're good. You know, the stages, 
that's going to be what I really enjoy. That's going to be the passion. It's going to be how I able to get this platform to spread right. across the world. And social media is a great way to make that stuff happen, right? Sure. So that's another thing I'm grateful for in this day because I'm not a technology fan. I'm not, but I do agree with the ability for us to spread an idea or that concept to the world. Right. That's Absolutely. awesome to me. You know what I mean? It, I mean, just even the some of the people. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Karen. Good to see you, babe. Um, just the the people that we've been able to connect with on this show around the world. I mean, it's like you, you speak every, this morning, I was talking to somebody in London. Right. You, there's people in Paris, there's people in Australia, as you mentioned. And the relationships that have developed through social media are incredible, like real, genuine, authentic relationships. And I had the blessing in Las Vegas the last few days to meet some of those people. Right. And that is the one benefit of technology that's amazing is that you know, when you actually are able to meet some of these people and you realize, oh my God, they're real. Right. And they really do care about people as much as they say, that's inspiring. But then it allows you to take your two little worlds and universes and go, Glide. put them together. Glide. And you can do so many beautiful things when you, when you collaborate together. And it doesn't have to be something that is equal or looks the same or feels the same. Sometimes the perfect partnerships are the most unlikely partnerships. Right. And that is what being on social media allows. Um, so tell me about, tell me about this, uh, the, 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 the tour, like where, so you're going to San Francisco again. Yeah. What is the, tell me the purpose behind the tour and why people should be a part of it. Okay, so that's a great question because being a, a one creative, one entrepreneur, right? It has been, I've documented the entire process to the best of my ability. And I had a schedule set up for myself on what was I going to do in each and every city right. and how we're going to accomplish this. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for this platform right now, you know, Morning Gratitude. Grateful to be on Morning Gratitude because I'm able to share this really for the first time because it took a lot of debunking, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of driving, uh, back to back. And the way the schedule set up, it, I'll be frank, like it was much more rigorous than I was actually able to comprehend, but it didn't matter because there was a plan in play and I stuck to the plan and I didn't, that allowed me to use less brain power. Yeah. So I was able to survive because I didn't have to use, I studied it for, for a year, you know? Um, and, I, and, and I had my apprentice coming along the tour with me the entire time and to find out the last month prior that he wasn't. So everything was set around that. Right. But again, self-reliance is very important to me where whether you got support or not I'm gonna do and I believe that we should all do what we're destined and set out to do yeah you know so what was the Theme tour the like show, man. <laughs> that's what is it that's what it is right um so what was the tour like I'm I'm definitely a big I'm a big person in allowing myself to be fluid right I did work on trying to get paid engagements and have worked reached out to many different universities I had another uh who's somebody who was assisting me with my managerial task reaching out to universities as well as some people pay me for my services to reach out to different universities and stuff. I'm like, hey, look, like you don't have the money. That's fine. We can always find a way. So I had one guy, literally, he, I just had him go out. He just wrote down a bunch of places and colleges in each state that right. I can even reach out to with messages that I sat there and created, right? Wow. Um, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it was frustrating, It right? was just blank. I got nothing. I mean, I spent time on it, and I was like, okay, let's redirect our time. And I was like, let's be who you are. Just be present, right? So I had the nine cities. It was D.C. We went to Charlotte, Atlanta, 
Austin, New Orleans. New Orleans turned into Baton Rouge as well. Went up to LSU. Nice. Uh, we went to Houston. We did say Austin. We was in Phoenix. We was in El Paso, which ended up just being a rest stop because by the time I got to El Paso, I was, I was burnt. I was ready to get out that car. <laughs> I was like, Ugh, boom, I hit the bed at the Airbnb so fast. Left my iPad there and everything. And then, um, oh, you know, man. after Phoenix, it was Mission Vejo. And so at each place, we had something set out. So I didn't get to see my mom prior to leaving, oh, which, no. is, which is a right little heartbreak. And then I saw her at the first tour location. She just magically was already had a family trip planned with my little sister. Yeah. who's uh, She got remarried now. My little sister was 12. And they were already going to D.C. So I met her at the first tour spot in D.C., which is like a blessing because I didn't get to see her prior. And she was kind of heartbroken. And I knew that she definitely is something where like, oh, man, her first lamb is leaving the, the nest, right? <laughs> so so I know she's going to be a worry wart. And I was like, okay, if I can provide this comfort by showing up. Yeah. So that really turned, that detoured the plans. And so that became D.C. Just spent it with my mom. And that was the first spot. Charlotte, we had to knock it out stronger. So on the way there, again, we got people working in this network. I had one guy, he's sending me links to just Eventbrite's. So we found a couple and one of them I first went to, we, we interviewed this guy, Lewis. He's from Cuba and uh, he came from, from Florida and went to Cuba and now he lives in Charlotte. And uh, he was doing yoga. And it was actually the most important part of the entire trip. Because after this drive, my back was already fuego. Like it was flaming, my man. Too stiff, not enough stretching. I learned a lesson from that. We did the yoga and it was at a brewery. So now we were able to sit down and relax. And um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> it helps, right? <laughs> so we were able to sit down, we relaxed. And then, um, you know, he, we did an interview on his transition again from Cuba coming over to Charlotte. Um, you know, language barriers, culture barriers, different mm -hmm. things like that. And he spoke on. Uh, how his passion really came about and how he became such a big uh, influence out in Charlotte. Right. You know, so from Charlotte, we went to Atlanta. What's up? No, my computer's oh, talking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was like, they can talk no. back. Hey, what's how you up, doing, Jared Jeremy? Uh, I'm, hey, Jared, um, shout out. I, I have till noon, right? I totally forgot. Please comment if so. <laughs> I totally forgot that I have comments on here. I'm so used to the other platform. Uh, hi, Michael. Good to see you, buddy. Hope you're enjoying Vegas. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing another show at noon. Okay. I might, I'm going to have no voice. No, that's okay. Yeah. No, anyway, so keep talking, man. So, um, yeah, besides that, Atlanta was probably one of the biggest. We had we went to two networking events back-to-back. -back. At that point, I was able to hit that platform again. Right. I had about 15 people in the room, really all under entrepreneurs. Most of them were local to Atlanta, and they had this this group, like a mastermind group. Right. So I was able to come to that group, and I was able to stand up and speak about what was I doing. Hey, look, I'm on tour. This is my second spot, third technically, because I went to I went in the country in Georgia to visit my grandparents, but it was really the second city that we had planned out, and uh, I was able to speak on my platform. What was into the life? I made some really good connections. I'm actually going back to Atlanta. Uh, for a speaking engagement, it's going to be in March, so that's cool. So I'm going to be awesome, able to man. reconnect, right? But the same people we met up with. So, and I met a lot in, in Atlanta. Um, we had another interview going with two other people with TBS, the Turner Broadcasting Systems. Really? So we got an interview with TBS, Turner Broadcasting Systems. How about that? And uh, you know, this young fellow who's really rising in the company. I was able to see the NBA highlights. We were cutting it up, making commercials. The commercials that we see on TNN. So that was really cool. We got a whole tour of the facility. They had some good food, by the way. And, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm my, hungry now, actually. <laughs> I hear you. I hear yeah. you. You know, um, 
a woman activist. She's starting a woman empowerment line, BDEP. Shout out to Jasmine. And uh, we, she got her interview going as well on what was her move like from Connecticut to Atlanta. And she's been there now for three years. She's striving. Um, so really, that was a lot of it. And at the end of the day, every city we went to, we got an interview. Whoever really had this, this interesting aura, same way that you and I connected. Yeah. You know, as soon as you start talking, you know, like, this is my person. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stories all the way down from one woman having two restaurants, both of them burning down. How does she rise above all that? So that was kind of what all the interviews consisted of. Past that, every time I got to a city, the night before I did my work, this part of the plan, I had to make sure I met 10 people. We had to connect on social media or cell phone, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, actual phone number. And that was my goal. So nine cities, that's 90 people. We hit that goal. 90 people that are added into our network, sharing their story as well. Um, past that, because I'm doing a documentary, you see, I got the camera right here. Yeah. I've been filming we got, everything. We got cameras everywhere. Corner, corner, corner. So, <laughs> it's like, um, so let me ask you something. So we, you've, you've been shot at right before you got here. <laughs> like, I mean, that's something. It wasn't the first time. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Um, but so where did, because there's a lot of passion there. There's a lot of energy. And... You were really, really inspired to be doing what you're doing. Right. But I, and I do this, and this is like every person I talk to, there's a point, there's a breaking point, or there's a pivotal moment in your life where you go, where you have a choice. You can go this way, or you can go that way. Right. And what made you decide to go this way? And meaning, the path towards living your purpose with relentlessly, fearlessly, yeah. moving across the country with no money, yeah. to a place that's more expensive than when you li where you live now, right? Which is insanity because I did it too. I know <laughs> it, you're crazy. Like God's gonna make it. I didn't even. I wasn't even a man of faith when I made the move, right? But right. I knew that He was saying, "Get in your car and drive." What it was? What was the pivotal moment, the breaking point for you, where you said, "I'm gonna dedicate my life to serving other people"? Uh, what well, was two? There's two. two. And the first one happened years prior of me leading into that company where my, I had my salary job. Yeah, 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 yeah. built up, okay. right? It's really what made my career go boom. You know, we built five locations in less than two years. Wow. To be a part of 92% of the reason why that happened and be collecting a little bit of the bottom line, that was special for me. Um, and so, like I said, I put all my everything into it because I thought, we're going you know, they promised me a studio yeah, you, here. Yeah, you're getting stock options you know and everything, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, I was promised a studio here in, in California. And so that was like three years, two and a half years ago now. And that was the whole thing behind me. I knew where I was going. Yeah. We're going to get a, this guy has the money. I know he does. We're going to get a studio in California. I'll do whatever it takes. Let's knock him out the park. So I wow. wasn't even a salesman. I was just making sales. And, um, you know, but leading into that, prior to that, I took that job when I wasn't able to walk. So I wasn't walking for eight months, and they didn't know. And some, I think some one guy in the company didn't know, but I just played it off. He's like, you sure you're all right, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm, you see me here, right? I'm here. I'm here. Just just taking the pain. And, um, you know, so I rehabbed myself. I had to, eventually, that was, the, that was the breaking moment because the doctor is telling me, like, look, you got a choice. And you could either continue to play sports, lacrosse, blah, 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 in college, and this, this, and that. Or you could decide that you want to work for the rest of your life. And I was like... I don't like your ultimatum, boss. Like, <laughs> literally. And so, for me, I kind of was like, I mentally just was like, whatever you say, thank you, appreciate it. 
And um, I didn't believe him. And as eight months, somewhere in the middle of that, little thoughts started creeping in and I started to believe him. And I started soaking. Mm -hmm. It was probably like the second time in my life that I was actually depressed. Like, and I started, it was just something different. I was like, oh man, I'm in a bad place. And I got all these pills here and I refuse to take them. I just don't like it. It perfectly hydrocodone. Take this for the pan. I refused and I just didn't like it. And uh, eventually I was living on my savings for eight months. And, you know, I wasn't able to walk. Now you see abandonment happen. You just get left in the dark. Oh my God. You know, it's surprising. Like, and now it's really not surprising when you think about it. But like, you, it gets lonely. And mm -hmm. what I learned at that point was I didn't have enough self-love. I didn't, I didn't love myself as much as I thought I did. I don't even think the thought occurred to me that self-love is a thing. And so that was the first pivotal moment where recovering from that, and I recovered in that company. I would show up three hours early. So first shift is at 6 a.m. I show up at 3 a.m. Every day waking up at 2 a.m. I went in there. I was like, all right, Purnell. I believe the doctors at one point. I was like, but you're an exercise physiologist. Why don't you just fix yourself? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I started treating myself like a client, like I was fixing someone else. I treated it just like that. And I went in there, and I was in there, and everyone wondering, like, why is this guy a superhero? Like, why is he messaging me? And I'm not even awake yet. I'm messaging people, make sure you come in the class today, yada, yada, yada. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there with rubber bands, stretching my legs, strengthening what I need to strengthen, and getting the balance and stuff back. Wait, what happened to you, though? Patellofemoral syndrome. What Bi bilateral, so it means two, both sides, both knees. It's a life syndrome. I have it. Like, like right now, like, you see me stretching my leg out. Yeah. So like, these I are just, just thought I made you nervous. No, no, no. These are just intermediate <laughs> steps. I learned how to modify my life. <laughs> I thought you were nervous. Like, here, I'm gonna start stretching too. Hold on. I can still touch my toes. I'm impressed. You see what, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I had to make lifestyle modifications, uh -huh. and one of them, when my knee, it's just certain conditions that if your knees, my, if my knees bent for too long, if I drive too long, anything like that, and I don't stretch it it will start to kind of pull my knee bone, my patella, into different directions. And so I had to strengthen certain things to keep it in place. But even still, there's some things that irritates it. Walking down stairs, walking down hills. If I run down a hill, it's all she wrote. If I run downstairs, all she wrote. So I started walking downstairs backwards because now I worked on right. strengthening my muscles versus digging in my shin. And really what's happening, it's like it's taking away cartilage. The more I try to ignore what I need to do in order to keep my cartilage for a long time aka right. for the rest of my life because you don't get that back right so um like i said i fixed myself um real quick karen says treat yourself like a client love it she was a personal trainer you met karen nice. that night how you doing uh lauren harris what's up man good to see you uh lisa good to see you mary good to see you guys welcome back nicole thank you so much nice um keep going okay so it's so funny. We have cameras everywhere. It's it, it, it's, and we have people walking. Hey, brother, how are you, man? We got people walking by. It's just it's just it's a fun day. What can I tell you? It's a great day. It's a great day. Um, so we're gonna reset a little bit. We're here with Purnell. He's telling an amazing story. Um, so back to your your legs and healing yourself yeah. and working on that. Tell yeah. me. So, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, really, I I, I we were building a group community with fitness studios, right? That's what it was. Um, obviously, sales have to take a big part of that because if you're not making money, I owe, basically it was like I owed the guy money in a sense. Like, 
he had the money to just open a studio whenever necessary, but he refused to open it until we made profits from the next, the last studio. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking, so you tell me all I got to do is hammer this way, and you're going to get me to California? Because he asked me, sat me down, he said, all right, I understand you're at the top of the company, like, you know, I can make things happen. What do you want? He said, get me to California. It was simple. That's all I wanted. I didn't want I didn't give a, I didn't care what else it took to get there. I just knew that, like, I didn't feel like I, at that point, I didn't feel I was able to go and do that off the amount of money that I had. I felt like it took so much more. And, um, you know, as many lessons to realize that you don't. You just need some faith, man. Yeah. You need some faith, passion to drive it. You need a plan, and you need to just stick to that plan, and you need to execute. And that's absolutely, it. It's absolutely. simple after that. But I didn't know that back then. And, uh, you know, a lot of the managerial stuff that I learned being at the top of that company was what enabled me to realize that, look, I can run my own company. Right. I can make my own money. Absolutely. I'm doing these ideas for another person. I could do this for myself. <laughs> so, you know, but it still was pretty cool because I had some structure where all I had to do was look at some numbers and go hit that number. And I got a kick out of it. And I became an animal, dude. I became a shark. And it felt good. And so when I came here, that's one of the reasons that was the biggest appeal to me was I wanted to swim with more sharks. And I felt like everyone here was a shark. And I know sharks don't swim backwards. They literally will stop breathing if they try. That's a true fact, by the way. Sharks can't swim backwards. And I felt like San Diego's sharks, and I felt like I grew myself to be a shark, and I stepped into who I was more and more day by day, and I loved it, and I was hungry for it. And I, and I, in fact, when I left that job, there was a part of me missing because I wasn't selling anything anymore. And I was like, I was like, man, like I'm missing something. I don't like the way this feels. Um, and uh, you know, it just got, and I just started. I reverse engineered. Right. You know, I sat there and I said, look, okay, step one. At that time, I had to get that car. I was like, you got you to get a car, something that's going to last you. I didn't think I was going to drive across two country at that time. <laughs> but she was like, I was like, I can't worry about this gallant that I had at the time to be breaking down or overheating and all this other nonsense. So it's like, get a car. I can't swim backwards either. Lauren, I don't, you can't even swim. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rob says, stay hungry. Love that's it. what's up. <laughs> if you make sure about I sink in the water. Muscle mass apparently doesn't float very well. <laughs> It's so complicated for me. I can swim. I was a lifeguard, but like, it's hard. It takes a lot more. You were more a lifeguard. Energy. I was a lifeguard. How many people looked at you strange? Probably really strange because I'd be burning black and purple. <laughs> <laughs> I got really dark. <laughs> oh my god! So man. probably really strange. If I look like a plum, just just over, hey, overripe would you, plum. Would you tell people out here that black people need to wear sunscreen? We definitely don't need sunscreen. Yes, you do. I mean, if you're going to be a lifeguard, you need sunscreen because you're sitting in there for eight hours on a ship. But if you're going to the beach, we don't need sunscreen. I don't use sunscreen. I do not use sunscreen. Don't listen to him. Yeah, now your light, don't listen now to your him. light skins. I don't Everybody know. needs sun, sun protection. <laughs> oh, man, we're naturally. The darker you are, the more protection you have from the sun. I'm going to have to educate the smart guy. <laughs> God bless. It's so irresponsible. I think it's a time frame. I think it's not how long. <laughs> I mean... Right. I'm not going because when I go to the beach or I go out in the sun, like I'm, I have an umbrella. I don't let the oh, sun. Okay. I don't let the sun beat me down. I'm not going out to tan. Okay. I don't okay. want to get darker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there for the water, for the fun. So when I'm not playing frisbee or football, I'm back in the shade. Can you tell me something? Like I've seen, I've seen <laughs> African Americans. Yeah. I've even seen people from Africa. Yeah. They put like browning lotion on. Right. What's I've up with it. that? Uh, like I've seen, I've seen like olive oil, and like it'll, I, I, it'll especially even for like Caucasian, it'll cook well on your skin. You'll get a nice tan. You put olive oil, or like coconut, coconut oil will burn a little faster though. Yo, I, I've <laughs> always wanted to be darker. Yeah. 
And so when I lived in Hawaii, yeah. I used to put this Maui brown stuff on, <laughs> and it's basically like coffee grounds, right. and it makes you look darker. And I used to go, man, I want to look like Ricky Martin, and I'd put, I bathe in it. But it all does is stain your skin, and it goes away, and this makes a big ass mess. Yeah. But I was curious. I didn't know. We no. completely got off subject. I believe you. But that's all right. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's completely okay. So what's next for you, man? What's what do you what, what's next? So my next big one, all I want to do really is be a paid speaker, right? Yeah. I want to take my systems. Lauren Harris. Spread it. Lauren Harris. Hey, how Lauren. you doing? Lauren's the man. I appreciate it. He's the speaker whisperer. I, I looked at. I think I follow his page. This, oh yeah, he's the, the fellow man. you told me. Oh, right? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I did yeah. follow his page. So he's the real deal. That's good to hear. Um, I also use coconut oil at the pool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, coconut oil works really well. Um, it does have a higher burn rate. It burns faster than olive oil. So don't stay as long. <laughs> because eventually you just turn red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so you were saying what was next? So, so what's gigs. next? You know, it's really about speaking engagement. So I've been going to networking events and stuff out here. Um, the next big thing I'm going to take on for Valentine's Day, I'm going to be taking on four different couples and I'm really going to incorporate my system. So what I actually do, I, I, cre I create these life prints, literally like it's just these blueprints that enables people to optimize their life. I'm all about human optimization, using our time wisely. We all got the 24. You're not going to get more. You trust me when you put some timelines and some deadlines and a plan in place, you can get a, a miraculous amount of things done in. I think that my life and my situation have showed me this and the really all the rituals and habits that I had to incorporate in order to survive. Yeah. You know, because like from 16 was like the first time I got kicked out. Then I got kicked out again sometime. And you then were I was, a troublemaker? I was, no, not really. I, I have, I have values, I have ideals and beliefs. And if anything goes against it, I have no problem cutting myself out the equation. It's not a matter of like, oh, you have to go. Sometimes it's just like, listen, like this doesn't align with me and I take myself out of it. You know, so you don't burn the bridge. I don't burn the oh, bridge. Oh, I torch it. I napalm them. <laughs> yeah, I, I napalm them, man. I don't. I don't burn. I it. have to fight it. Oh, this weekend, I had a, I, I had to apologize because I almost napalmed them. Oh yeah. Because I was wanting, I was wanting to fight on behalf of something. Oh yeah. Uh, that I yeah. felt was wrong. Yeah. And I was like, and I had literally, I was sitting there biting. I was breathing. I was like, um, I, I was doing everything. Yeah. Not to attack and just napalm. I tell you what. Oh I God! Tell what, I tell you what changed that napalm feeling for me. When you get arrested a few times, and you know you're on threads, and then you're changing your life into look like this is who I am. This is who I've always been. And every time I can tell you right now, every time I've ever been arrested, it's been because I followed my values, I followed my beliefs. And you know, five Not of those me. times I was released. <laughs> five of the times I was literally handcuffed, I'm in the back of the car, and I'm released. And that's just a matter of like I lived in the north, right? Two of the times, okay, I actually... So basically racism. Racism, yes. Yeah. And two of the times, it was on me. It was just me. I did get into two different alternate fights, two different stages of my life. And, um, you know, again, both of them were I had values. I stuck to them. And I learned my lessons at the same time. Yeah. And I don't plan on ever getting arrested ever again. At this point now, I take my experiences and I'm like, listen, like, okay, like, these are my experiences. But it's not it's not who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you take a couple of that stuff, you're able to look at now, I just had to step outside my body, and you're able to look at those napalm situations and you're able to think of it rationally because you also have in the back of your head, listen, I know what happens if I just use force. I've done this before. 
I have to use my mind now. And so that was a large growth moment for me to learn you can use your mind where people, sometimes they're talking to me and they'll be angry and, or they'll be upset or they'll be in a mood that's not necessarily on the positive side. Right. And then they're leaving and then like four days later, they're realizing what the heck just happened to me? Like, they're like, what just, they just like came out of their body real quick and they didn't even realize that they were, they, they lost all their confrontational anxiety in that moment and four days has already passed. And so I learned how to do that because one of my options were taken away, right? Where I still know that option. I look at that option now where, okay, hey, look, you got a burglar coming in your home and you got a family, you got kids now. You know what you're capable of, but that's last resort, right? I want to use this. That's yeah. like, that's like, listen, like, we're going to get off because the law is going to protect us. <laughs> I want, well, and so I've been in jail six times, right. okay? And this is not a contest, right? But it's different for a white dude. I believe you. It, yeah, really, <laughs> really. I mean, I no one, no one pulled me over because I was white. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right. I, I, I was an ass. I deserved to be in every one of those. I deserved it. Okay. Okay. I was reckless and careless. But I've always wanted to talk about this, so we're going there. Let's do it. What is that like for you, knowing that you could be pulled over just because you're a black man, and driving a like driving a nice car? What is that like? Or knowing that if you raise your voice in aggression, yeah. it's going to be looked at differently than it would be. Like if I, and I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big guy, and I've got a growling voice, especially right. when I'm angry. Right. But I'm looked at as less of, you're way more gentle than I am. Right. But I would be looked at as less of a threat than you. Right. What is that like? I mean, honestly, just like be real with that be, because be I've real. always wanted to ask. I'll be real. Uh, in the earlier stages of my life, beyond frustrating. Like, I mean, unbearable. Like, I remember there's been times, you know, I'm face in the ground being threatened to be tased. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, I didn't even do anything. I remember one time I walked up to the cop with my hands up reporting a crime. And let's just say it ended with me face down and everyone's cameras out and tasers threatened. Just, just, just intimidated me. Just and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, you're going to fucking, you're going to tase me, tase me then. That's kind of what it's like. And it's just frustrating. And you're just like, whatever you're going to do, get it over with. Because if you take that badge off, we can handle this. And that's, that's kind of always what it's like. Don't worry about it. That's kind of always what it's been like. Um, and so, thank you. Appreciate it. And so, um, <laughs> keep talking. I'm yeah, listening. I got you. I got you. And so, uh, you know, tall way, standing taller. <laughs> so flip it to the oh. left. Like stand tall, like with the buttons on the bottom. Here. There you go. Okay, sorry, folks. <laughs> I got you. Technology. I got I'm, you. I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. Well, Technology error where we have multiple cameras. Something similar happened to me as well. Uh, Lauren, I can't even imagine. What's up, Jim Weaver? So finish your story. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, you know, that's one of the situations. <laughs> forget, <laughs> forget it. it. I'm sorry. So, no, it's okay. So we'll that's use one, the audio. Yeah, I got you. I got and I got this rolling too. Okay. So um, you know that that was probably that was probably one of the most frustrating moments. I mean, I usually don't ever go and talk to my mom about these moments because look at it like you know I'll be frank. You don't want to stress a black mother with black hate crime type of things. You just don't. You just if you can take it, you can take it, right? This one I was not able to take it. I was fuming. I was fuming. I was fuming. I was crying. I was sitting there. I put up a post immediately. I was wearing a suit, my man. I was wearing a suit with a vest, buttoned up to the T, nice tie. It was my 
24th birthday, and again, I went up to them with my hands up, reporting the fact that my roommate just got thrown down the stairs. <laughs> he just got tossed. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, in the day, personally, I'll be honest, we would have all been rumbling. And at that time, I had flipped this leaf already. Like I said, I wanted to not use the force, I wanted to use my mind. And so in my mind, this was smart. Okay, this is nerve wracking. I've never walked up to a cop before. And in fact, I usually try to avoid eye contact because I don't want him to think that I'm looking at him the wrong way because it's, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. And so I'm walking up with my hands up. And again, I think that I look, I'm like, yo, I'm wearing, I was kind of like this, but even more giddy, right? And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, the, the truth, it's frustrating. Like, it's frustrating. It's actually terrifying in, in the sense of, yes, like, when a cop pulls behind you or you, ha you hear a siren, you know, all you can really do is, and, not, and this is what makes it worse, because not, not, not everyone in my ethnicity does this, and it, and it doesn't make them smart. And I'll be honest, just follow the rule. Do the right things. Don't have a taillight out. Don't give them a reason to pull you over. I don't want to drive the car that's so fancy that I'm looked at as a target in a sense. So it is more of like, it's more of almost like, what do you do to avoid uh, these confrontational moments versus, you know, can I buck my chest with you? Because you know what? I have to also understand where do I live? And, you know, I, we grow up where your parents telling you, son, you have to realize that you have three strikes already against you. And, you know, you only get one strike. And that's kind of how I was raised. You know, that you're black, that you're a male. And I always forget the third one. I never remember. And I think that was our third strike. I think, like, you already got two strikes against you, so you only get one. That's kind of, that's what it was. Oh. So you're black and you're a male. And so that's how I grew up. Um, and so with that being said, I took heed to those lessons. But I've seen others that don't. <laughs> but how do you... That, that's basically like saying, I'm going to go ahead and put a 5,000-pound a, a elephant or however much they weigh right on your shoulders boom to hold you back you just said it how do you that most people bitch when they get a hangnail no but you just said it because that's the first thought when you first asked me this question the first thought was is well we ride with a chip on our shoulders and i love it yeah i love it i wouldn't have it any other way my man so you found the blessing it, it is in a blessing. that crap it's a blessing to all of us it's a blessing to all of us because right i don't i don't look at I don't look Holy at modern-day racism as, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a fact guy. I'm a, I'm a history guy. I believe if you know the past, then you know the future. And what's the reality? Us, African-Americans, the black race, we're going through slavery at the youngest age in comparison to the Jews and to everyone else in the world. Everyone has been imprisoned all the way back to the Romans. And, 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 and so... What have we got? 300 years? Four, 500 years at a max at a high? You know, Martin Luther King is still is still very relevant, very alive, right? His day just passed. Malcolm, all his people, Jesse Jackson, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson, all his people are very alive. They're just starting to come out with these movies. And it's still a part of, like, our history where we can trace it probably to our great uncle, our great, great aunt, right? Versus others who have been forced to leave their homes, raped, all different types of stuff when laws weren't laws yet so when i look at it i look at it like that like what is 300 years we're very young as a race and yeah we can be doing better 
and I do believe that we can come together and we could do we have the ability now to read books and to write though I don't believe we take advantage of it so it's almost a double-edged sword where okay hey yeah we we're put into this whatever but you can whine about it or you could do something about it and so I personally love the trip and it's a blessing because look I had people want to sit there and put up a post on Martin Luther King this this, and that but they still won't read a book but what do you think he fought for they still won't pick up a pen. I carry two pens with me at all oh times. My God, at all times. You'll never see me not with two pens. You'll never see me not with a notebook because I always need something that I'm able to write with at all times. Just because. Um, and it's what allows me to maximize myself. And I, and I made, my, I directed the, the instrument, my company, off of this stuff. This is what I, this is what I really sell back to people. I reverse engineer my own personal life, my experiences. And I said, hey, look, if you want to work better, you want to be better, you want to excel, be exceptional and go and transcend, going coming outside your body, going up above and beyond, then guess what? It takes a system. It does. And the way I created my system is it allows you to have just the guidance to make your own system. You know what I mean? So like, and I believe that it's necessary because every person is an individual. And I believe that God blessed us with that as you have your individual talents. And everyone right here, yeah. right here, Scott, Marlene, What's you all have your individual talents. Yeah. And so you need your own personal system. I, I'm not going to give you my system and say, okay, just fill in the dot. No, I'm going to give you a system, one that's proven to work, and say you fill in your own dots. And it's so simple that it's easier than an ABC questionnaire. You just got to, what makes the most sense? You're going to pass. You're right. going to pass. Because um, so, it's, it's your own truth. It's you. It's just, you. it's just utilizing your own truth. Yeah, man. What has been born, it's in your DNA. You see what I'm saying? So how can you... How can you uh, you can't. What's up, everybody? Marlene, good to see you. Mandel, great to see you. This is uh, wow. Uh, Halima, good to see you. Jim Weaver, good to see you. Thank you so much, Lauren. This is um, this is a different morning gratitude, to say the least. We we are talking about some things that I have always wanted to talk about. What time is it right now? I was just wondering. Am I? Yeah, because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I. You're looking what, at... What time is it? Um, 11, 11. Okay, I've got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, so I to reset, some of you that just joined, we basically were, I, we were talking, we, we stopped at the 5,000-pound elephant that is just placed on your shoulders of knowing that the rules are different for you. Right. And yet, and my question that I was going to ask, but you answered it, was that you look at it as a blessing. It is a it's blessing. the thing that, it, it's like the edge. It's the chip it's on the shoulder motor. that drives you. Okay, so I have a chip on my shoulder. Right. I have boulders on my shoulder. Right. Not the same ones I had before. I've got new chips. Uh-huh. How do you, how do you keep yourself from le- allowing the chip on your shoulder to fuel you in a, in a, in a, in a, in a negative way where it's just like, nah, like it, it's not, instead of, instead of like the, uh, it's, oh, I got this. Right. And, and then you just basically use that energy to go, I'm rising up. I can say one word and then I'll follow it with two. Okay. One word, gratitude. <laughs> it's a period. And my mentor taught me that. The two words following is superhero, supervillain. You only you can only pick and choose one or the other. Either you're a superhero or you're a supervillain. And this isn't from me. This is directly from Brandon Collinsworth. He's out of Vegas. Wow. He started his own gym. He's a humanitarian. He's doing stuff and work out in Peru. He's all over, my man. You only can be a superhero or you're a supervillain. And the only difference between the two is if you use your powers for good or for bad. Yeah. Or for if you use your powers for good, for the good of others, or if you use your powers for yourself. That's it. 
That's the only difference. That is the theme of the show. That is the theme of the show. That is the true essence of what this show is about. We all have You pie. have a choice. We all have it. We all have power. We all have a choice. And, you know, how you choose to respond to adversity, it's what's going to show your character. It's what's going to build your character. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is what I do for a living. This is why... This is why you want to work with him. Yeah. Listen, man. We're going to do this again. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Oh. It's a nice day. You know, oh, my God. I know we got the studio setting up soon. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Hey, this guy is a gem. <laughs> Don't stop following him. Stay encouraged. Be great. Be who you are. And, um, you know, just respect yourself. Love yourself so much that you go when you chase a dream. I always say this one thing. Work harder on yourself than you work on your job. And things will start to really cook up for you if you add a little bit of gratitude in that. That's the recipe. That's the recipe. You guys, check him out. Thank you so much for joining the show. If you just join, do yourself a favor. I swear to you, I don't say this lightly. Go back and watch it. Nice. Watch where we go. Oh, bless all and, the hearts. And, and no matter no matter what you're going through, I want you to hear his message. It's it this is why we sit here and talk. Thank you, man. Yes. Alright guys, God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye. You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, shh, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost. So all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service.